it even says it's the Berenstain Bear Scouts to the rescue on the back. And I'm like, is it? Are they to the rescue? <laughs> because they pretty clearly are the ones committing the crime in this book. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's that whole bit where they're having that dialogue of like, we need to do the right thing, but also as Bear Scouts, are we allowed to break the law? It's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's moral relativism, the children's uh, right. book. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's a very strange moment in the whole thing of like them like just discussing like, yeah, we got to do the right thing, but we have to break the law to do the right thing. As Cub Scouts, are we allowed to break the law? Not as citizens, but as Scouts, right. are we allowed <laughs> to break the law? Could we be? Could this be threatening our future merit badges? Right. Exactly. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week we are finally, finally, finally back to the chapter books. And in fact, we are back to the Berenstain Bear Scouts chapter books, which have a tendency to be among the odder of the chapter books, as they are either based on the Saturday morning TV show or based on plots that seem like they were rejected from the Saturday morning TV show. They get weird, they get crime infested, they get obsessed with the minutia of local law, and this book is no exception. That's right, this week we are covering the Berenstain Bear Scouts and the rip off queen and to help me get through this book and to talk about just the strangeness of why is this a book for children i don't understand what what they were going for uh is a past guest who has not been on the show in well over two years please welcome back to the show film and culture critic for synapse jamie tyler hello jamie Hey, Phil, so glad to be back reading a weird bear chapter book with you. It's like coming back home. It, isn't it? Isn't it? So, it's so great to have you back. Uh, it's It's been so long since we've talked about chapter books, and we had some weird... Okay, so in the show, we've had some weird Bear Scouts, like, pseudo-chapter books, where mm-hmm. they were helped out by, like, a wise old owl friend who only appeared in these like few books this like doctor like his name was like dr wise old owl and very creative they tried so hard to make the bear scouts a thing they shot it at all ages and i think at their best is when they are at their best when they are in these chapter books Okay, so you think that this is this is the the best version of what they were going for with the, the Bear Scouts. This this is the best. The, not not the best version of what it means to be a scout, certainly. Sure, absolutely. But uh, it, has no, it has nothing. Spoilers. It has nothing to do with scouting or barely. Nope. Anything to do with scouting. They're not even trying to get a merit badge in this book, which at least they're trying to do in a lot of the books. Right. Like that, that is at least a premise for like, okay, we have to get this merit badge. And then like the foibles they have to go through to get that. But yeah, like they make a passing mention to it, but they're like, there's too bad. There's not a merit badge for this as if they realize that that structure doesn't even work for this story. Even though weirdly they are dressed as scouts for the duration of the book. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are in costume the whole time. So the uh, so the Bear Scouts chapter books take place in a separate continuity from the uh, big chapter books. They are not. Mm. There's actually flat contradictions in the history of Bear Country and the history of their families. And the scouts themselves act oddly. They don't have many of their like extended cast of cubs. Uh, they're, they're very insular. They're always up against Ralph Ripoff, almost always. And their lives or other people's lives are on the line far more often 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but we also learned that uh, in this book that uh, Bear Country, uh, the men of Bear Country are nothing but gambling degenerates. Yes, and that gambling is nothing but a degenerate exercise that's going right. to ruin. It's it's nothing but ruin for everybody who would ever possibly think of gambling. They treat gambling in this book the way most kids' books treat drugs, which is just right. you do it once, your life is over, it's going to destroy <laughs> your, your your town. And I'm like... Is riverboat gambling a big concern for kids? Is that something you really need to to warn them off? Like spend a hundred pages warning them off? Right. There are structures in place just like socially that keep kids away from that more so than like even like drugs and alcohol. As, like, as is made clear in this book, because the Cubs have to go undercover and actually risk right. their lives to infiltrate <laughs> the riverboat gambling. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's who, but we learn a lot in this book. We learn about the. The rules and regulations of of Bear Town and Bear Country and their their and like where their county border is and like how the forestry department works. Yeah, again, it, it, as you kind of mentioned, that these are books that really like to get into like legal jurisdiction of Bear Country in in really minute detail. Yeah, and then throw it all away at the very end, just like doesn't right. matter, doesn't matter. We're just going to do, yeah. some, there's going to be some wacky hijinks, there's going to be guns, and there's going to be some really bad policing before we're done. Yes, yes. Uh, top to bottom. I'm glad I'm here for this one, because it's a real weird one. Well, why don't you get us started? Why don't you sort of explain the, 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 the opening premise of this book? Sure. So we open, you know, in this book that is about the bear cubs, we open up in um, Mary, Mayor Honeypot's office with Ralph Ripoff. Coming in with a, a a wad of cash, basically saying like, "Look, I'm going to be opening up this riverboat gambling business. I've un- I've done the research. It's actually technically legal, but I need you to like be my like face for this thing to say that this thing is okay and on the level. Here's a wad of cash. Explicitly calls it a bribe, basically. Yeah, and and just says like, "Hey, I'm I'm paying you off so that you don't give me trouble for this thing, and then this is going to go off great." This is the mayor of the town. Like this is right. We will get back to this sort of. Yeah. Like, like I think this is this is the great. So, th- this is how the story starts. As and I, I think this is almost the entire first chapter is all yeah. this plot being laid out between the mayor and Ralph Ripoff, who has decided to start a riverboat gambling business, and um, the mayor, being a, a man in Bear Country, is very into the idea of having gambling available to the constituency and to himself. Yes. And um, and there's this whole thing where like gambling's illegal in their county, but the river is divided between their county and then the, the land. The forestry belong- department. It's like yeah. it's national parks land on the other side of the river and they're and be, because why would there be there's no laws necessarily against gambling in the in the forestry department. Right. And so you basically, it's it's full on airbed rules where it's like, well, there's no rule against right. gambling in the parks, so clearly it must be legal. But then, like Ralph doesn't want to go to the forestry department because he's like, if they find out someone wants to set up gambling, they're going to come up with a rule against it. Right. So I'm I don't want lawyers going over there. I don't want to officially check if this is okay because the moment right. I ask if it's okay, they'll say, well, clearly not. And now we're making a rule to keep it from being okay. So he's basically telling the mayor to like keep things quiet as much as he can until he actually has his operation up and running. Plus he's going to take advantage of Lady Grizzly, the richest of the of the Grizzlies. He's going to take advantage of her own insecurity with her marriage 
to convince her to put up the like the startup money for this riverboat casino like he's going to like sort of play into her own insecurities with her husband not not respecting her because she's never proven herself in business to show that she can she can support a, a, a business herself in order to get that capital right that's 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 the the, the the next big step in his plan is he needs to get the mayor to be on his side to to basically like have his back on this and yeah then his his startup money is coming from mrs grizzly squire grizzly's wife who yeah who feels like in the shadow of her husband and feels like she has no social clout of her own right and decides to throw that behind this riverboat gambling business the most reputable of operations this all being by the way in a book for 10 year olds this is this is your plot right remember this is a bear cubs adventure with all of this uh scouting going on and all of this yeah, so so far we've had riverboat casinos. We've had uh, we've had talk about jurisdictional lines, uh, bribing a mayor, and then like uh, talking about Lady Grizzly and putting a little uh, uh, putting a little capital up for this new venture. Like it's just, mm-hmm. if I was a kid reading this, I would be so lost. <laughs> I would have no idea what was happening. Yeah, no, it definitely. It, 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 Again, you know, it's it's a story that they clearly wanted to tell for some reason. I think yes. I think you hit the nail on the head of like it is it is a cautionary tale about the dangers of gambling. But it weirdly goes out of its way to like highlight that this is not illegal gambling. Yeah. Like like it's saying like no, this is a, you know, a reputable business that like is kind of skirting around the law but is not actually breaking it. Mm. Um but it, it it goes to great lengths in this, even in this opening like chapter, to explain all of that. Also, all weird, of this is in the opening chapter. It would be totally in character too for Ralph to attempt to run an illegal riverboat casino. Sure, he's a criminal. Like right. it's not <laughs> like he's not above breaking the law. But instead, what he's doing is he's trying to, in this book, run a legitimate casino. He's like, I want to run it's, a casino, and it, I don't want to break the law. <laughs> He, he has in his blood that he is a swindler, but he's trying to go straight as a swindler. Yes. So we we're, we have already, like already the Berenstains have written themselves into this weird corner where your villain isn't doing anything technically wrong. Uh, it's he, he is, he is, he's done his research. He's obeying the letter of the law and he is establishing a new business. He's finally going straight basically. And now the Cubs have to come in and ruin everything for him, but also make it seem like they're saving the day. Right. Yes. No, they're they clearly like uh, from the objective of the author, like they are the heroes of the story. So so the way that so, again, going back to like, why is this a Cub Scout book? The, the, the way in the Cubs have for this is that brother won a mayor for a day uh, contest. Yes. And so brother's going for his brother in the day, but all of his, the other Bear Scouts are going with him for some reason in their uniforms yes. for some reason. Yes. It's the Bill and Ted effect where right. they come as a set. Like you have to, <laughs> if one of them does something, everyone just assumes that everyone, like the, the rest of the group is involved. Right. So, so they all barge in, you know, brother is basically like barging in as Ralph is like wrapping up his plan or wrapping up his explanation to the mayor over here's, snips of what they're talking about and it's like hmm ralph is up to something and so that's probably something sketchy so we should look into that because we're busybodies right and 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 understand that 
brother being elected or selected to be mayor for a day apparently comes with all mayoral powers, including like yes. meetings and uh, press, like uh, like uh, talking to the press. Like he has to like control be, of the police. Yes, he has absolute authority over the town for one day. He, he, he smokes one of the mayor's cigars. He does. This is our second book in which Brother Bear has has, has imbibed tobacco. And uh, I'm very proud of our of our boy. <laughs> he, looks, he really seems to be enjoying it in this picture. Yeah. He takes one of Mayor Honeypot's cigars and just pops it in his mouth. Right. To be fair, his sister immediately says, Kick, cut it out. Those are gross. But it's yeah. still a funny picture to like see immediately. So, yeah. So they're like. Ralph has to have tricks up his sleeve. He's Ralph Ripoff. It's literally in his name. <laughs> and uh, so they they go to the library to try to do their own, like, research to, to see if he's actually breaking the law. And this is where they figure out that he's that he's actually not. Yeah, they do, the, they do their research to say, oh, well, this is, on, I guess this is on the level. They still suspect he's up to something. Yeah. But, but I mean, also, like... This is sort of when we're like bleeding into the aspect where uh, and they also they, they also witness the conversation between him and Mrs. Grizzly, like her, like basically finally agreeing to like be the money behind this operation, like yeah. be the startup money. So they, 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 they see that conversation. They're like, well, I guess all of this like pans out like we can't we can't call the cops because he's not doing anything illegal. Yeah, and they we try don't. to get him on the bribery charge, but like that doesn't like they're like we saw the bribe happening, so there's corruption there. But the the newspaper people are like, there's no ca-, like the, even the police are like, you don't have any evidence. Like there's nothing, <laughs> right? This isn't it's just all, and there's and there's again, there's nothing that he'd be bribed to like look away from. Like there's no illegal activity in all, right. all of this. Th- that's what's so weird. I don't quite understand what the bribe was for. Right. Uh, it's just he's like, I want you to look the other way. And I'm like, look, you you just established you're doing I think maybe it's to get I don't know, like not even to get the permits, because I, th- I think it's literally just to not alert the parks office of what he's doing. I think that's 100 percent right. like he just wants to keep it quiet until he's launched. And, and I think his thinking is once I've launched my gambling business, then they wouldn't dare like regulate against me, which I don't right. follow, fully follow the logic of that. But that yeah. seems to be his thinking is like. Once I get this up and running, they can't shut me down because I'll already be oper- like then then they would be regulating against an existing business, not just regulating against a presumed right. business. And that's kind yeah. of what his lo- that's kind of what his lawyers who we'll get to later. Like that, that is their argument of like, are you really going to legislate against an operating functional legal business? <laughs> yes. Is that really something you want to do? We had this issue uh, uh, a while back. There was a, the chapter book about the, about the wax museum. And uh, mm. this wax museum was getting built in town. And it actually was built. And they tried to get rid of it. And I'm like, this is an established business now. Like, to, to move in and try to legislate against a business is – you can't do like, – you can't do that. Like, that's, that's unethical. And, right. and now this book is, like, heading that off at the pass by being like, no one's no, – again, there's no crime here. There's nothing <laughs> – there's no no one is doing anything particularly wrong. This is just adults conducting business, right? So and 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 that's when we 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 fade into like so yeah so like we establish nothing legally is happening wrong, and then you get into the 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 moral uh like the morality aspect of this whole book, which is that gambling destroys people <laughs> mm-hmm. seems to be the 
the underlying concern of this book is gambling is bad and destroys people, specifically men. I was just going to say, gambling destroys men. Uh, <laughs> this is where uh, we have the weird gender politics of Bear Country come into play, where the women don't want the casino. Uh, the men desperately want the casino. And you find out that several of our favorite bears in Bear Country have a history of gambling problems. It's, it's, I, I there's a trend in Berenstain Bear books across chapter books, you know, you know, the, the picture books, all of them. Um, there's not a single vice that Papa Bear doesn't have a deeply seated addiction to. Yep. And Gramps, especially. Uh, yeah. Grand says, when I first met you, you were always blowing your paychecks on poker with the guys. That's why I always wound up paying for our dates. And he says, (laughs) that was a long time ago. I was young and foolish then. (laughs) She's like, and now you're old and foolish. Yeah. No, their little vaudeville routine is, is, is real cute. Um, yeah, but no, it, it, Gramps and Papa are both like, oh, right, gambling's coming to town. And then them and every other man in Beartown, like, stops going to work. Like, yes. they just completely, like, fall into this life of, like, no, I am a professional gambler. I spend all day, all night on this boat gambling. And, yeah, and not, and that's no exaggeration. Like Farmer Ben's crops start rotting in the fields. Like he, I think, there's like talk of like taking out a second mortgage. Like it's, it's things get dire quickly thanks to the uh, thanks to Ralph Ripoff's Riverboat Casino. Right, like society is falling apart because of the Riverboat Casino. Because it's Ralph Ripoff, there is this assumption that he's going to be ripping people off. Uh, that is his Christian name. And th- so they assume that there's like rigged machines. And there's actually like Bruno, Chief Bruno goes in, like they inspect the machines and it's completely on the up and up. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to jump over uh, Ralph Ripoff's uh, attorneys, quarrel, quarrel, quarrel and quibble. Yes. <laughs> um, this after... Uh, Great, a great lawyer bit in the middle of this. There's just a lot of like vaudevillian bits in this this book. Yeah, about yeah. like a, a a group of four lawyers who basically talk and finish each other's sentences. And then Ralph um, asks if they would have they're interested in starting a barbershop quartet. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, and the, and this is also in this part is where we get the name of the book. Uh, I actually think there's a, it's a really funny bit in here where. Uh, I can't remember. If it's, I think it's yeah. Grand is saying that she he should name the boat off himself, and mm. she says you need to name it the Rip Off Queen. To which he says, "Folks might get the wrong impression." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> underlining, mm. <laughs> like oh, I understand it is my name, but oh, and, and it was also as, literally Rip Off. And as Beartown is wont to do, uh, the uh, the people against the the casino form an alliance. The Alliance mm-hmm. Against Riverboat Gambling, which is ARG, uh, <laughs> which is great. It's probably my favorite acronym that they've come up with in these books. Uh, it's just like like unseated anger. Like just. Yeah. <laughs> which it is. Uh, Mama Bear, Grizzly Grand, Scout Leader Jane. Uh, it had been joined by most of Bear Town's wives because, mm-hmm. again, that's who suffers most, I guess, from gambling in town is the wives. Mm-hmm. Um, Not just women, wives specifically. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So the Bear Cubs, uh, CNN. I mean, BNN, the Bear News Network. Uh, begins... I do, I do love that. It says BNN, and then in parentheses, Bears News Network is like, no, we knew, we knew yeah. what what <laughs> BNN stood for. I start covering all this. Yeah, they're doing their like um, 
Capone's vault style like investigation mm-hmm. of this and then turns out to be nothing. Yeah. They cover Chief Bruno's like attempted takedown of the casino and uh it earns Chief Bruno the nickname Bonehead Bruno, mm-hmm. which he's not gonna come back from that one. No, yeah, that 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 that's brutal. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so this river <laughs> Honest businessman does nothing wrong, and uh, the citizenry are <laughs> irate about it. They are irate. The world's falling apart. Oh, I was wrong. Uh, ben actually did mortgage his farm to pay off his gambling debts. I thought he was going to, and some right. of his crops are starting to rot in the fields. So this this has gotten bad. Uh, Tutal and his gang sneaked in a few nights ago, uh, so they know that the casino's been still packed at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and... So things are falling apart again, though. I mean, I don't I un, I understand like as a as a human being on this planet Earth, I understand that casinos are not a good like they do not do the 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 good that they sell themselves as doing as far as like supporting a town. Uh, they, they cause a lot of problems. People do have gambling problems. That's not something that's made up here. Uh, right. But I, I think it, it's the degree to which it is. Right. Every single man in town mm-hmm. and the degree to which like all these. Yeah. Like I think that. Yeah. I think that there is a a moral conversation to have around gambling. Um, I think the target audience is weird in this yeah. book. And I, and I think that the the degree to it's like, yeah, like your example of like it's like drugs in a, a you know, after school special. It's like one sniff of it and you're done for anybody. And what's funny is though in this case, because it's the fathers who are getting addicted to the gambling, and it's not something that the kids are even involved in. Right. It's not like this is a warning to kids against gambling. It's more like a warning to kids against something their parents might be doing. Mm-hmm. Which Right. They have which they have no control over. Exactly. They shouldn't have any control over. It should not be the child's concern. <laughs> so uh, the yeah the function of this plot is is nebulous at best. I mean, I, if you I'm, I'm sure if you had asked Stan and Jan Berenstain, they would have just been like, "We're just trying to tell a fun story." Right. Yeah. No. I mean, and it, it like there is the, I, I enjoy like crime stories. There there's something yeah. about just like seeing scumbags do scumbaggy stuff that that is enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it's just not what I would expect from a Berenstain Bears book. And it makes sense. Like Ralph lives in that riverboat. Like it makes sense that he right. would try to start a riverboat casino. That's that's logical. What is we, well, we'll get to it. But what's weird to me is that this book is about taking down the riverboat casino when it could have been about Ralph establishing himself as an honest business bear. Right. Or or it could be about like like well, we'll get into it too because like at the end of the day, Ralph gets in over his head. Like that's sort yeah. of what actually undoes him is that like he, he, he attracts the wrong crowd and he, he just sort of like, he creates a monster that he has no ability to control. Yeah. And, and, and that's sort of what ultimately actually undoes him is, is all these forces that are like outside of himself. Yes. But they're, but like, it's it's weird because Ralph Ripoff is in this middle ground where he's not really the villain of the book, yeah. Per se, it's it's like what he stands for, but like he doesn't do anything wrong. Like it's just, yeah, I don't know. He's he's a really interesting uh, character in terms of like where does he stand in relationship to this community. It, it, what, I, I mean, if any lesson is learned from this book, it might be you can't run a casino by yourself. 
Right. Like yes. you need you need employees. You need. I, don't, I, I, I assume he has like blackjack dealers and stuff. He probably should have hired security, as we're going to see in a minute. Right. Um. So this is where the story takes a turn because. The Cubs are like, we got to take down this riverboat casino, and the only way to do that is illegally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get into this conversation. Yes. Of uh, so basically, they say this casino's got to go. Our dads are losing their shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what our plan is is that we're going to we're going to swim up to when the, so the 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 boat docks so that people can get on and off mm-hmm. and while it's docked well, so folks can get on and off and it has to dock offshore because it has to be on the other side of the line yeah. so there's like a, a, a power boat that goes back and forth from the dock to the actual ship or the boat and so they, they, they do this and they're like okay while it's docked why don't we get scuba gear rig the rudder and then it'll have to go aground and once it goes across the line well then they're breaking the law Yeah, and then we'll just get Chief Bruno to uh, arrest them because they've broken the law. In, in their defense, they immediately say, that seems incredibly illegal. Yes. Like that, like that, that's clearly breaking the law to cause somebody, like it's literal entrapment. It's like we're yeah. doing something. Because they're doing it with the not, like the, the police are part of this operation. Right. This is not right. something they're going to do and then call the police. They are discussing this, like he, Chief Bruno's like, I can't arrest him. <laughs> but if you sabotage the boat, I can. Right, and so they so they're like, okay, well, we're gonna sabotage the boat, and and this and this is the the thing. Um, uh, they're talking about this, and Lizzie says, I don't know. As Bear Scouts, we're sworn to uphold the law. To which Sister says, No, we're not. It doesn't say that in the Bear Scout oath. So above <laughs> their rights, above as their responsibilities as a citizen, above their responsibilities as you know law-abiding members of the society. They, their number one code is the Cub Scout code. And if the Cub Scout code says that they can break the law, by God, they can. Yes. And especially for the greater good. So, like, they, they've told themselves, we are doing the right th- – the oath says a Bear Scout plays the game fair and clean. Twitch Sister has this – in Passion Speech, this isn't a game. This is real life. Ralph tries to make riverboat gambling look like a game, but it's real really legalized stealing. Mm. That's why Grand calls the River Queen the ripoff queen. The oath also says a Bear Scout always respects the rights of others. Sure. Don't we have the right? Don't we have to respect the right of Beartown folks not to be legally robbed? That is the twistiest logic I have ever heard of saying we need to respect other people's rights to not have the right to gamble. It's, I mean, it's, it's a buck wild, like... (laughs) moment in the story where you're like wait a like, wait wait, wait. Like, i get i was expecting them to like just tear off their sashes and throw their hats they're like well then we're not bear scouts anymore right yes no this i mean this is this is full this is the bat flying through the window this is you know this is the moment where they're like we're above the law we have yeah. we you know the law is not fulfilling what the society needs we have to do what needs to be done except terrifyingly enough they are operating with the law like they are operating with the cops to as you said entrap this bear by doing the like the the basically the riverboat sabotage version of planting evidence like this is right this would not stand up in court if they arrested ralph and took it to the judge they'd be like wait 
it looks like there was just a damn a sabotaged rudder once we did some investigation and then right. it'd be like the, the, the quarrels would have a field day with the, with evidence in terms of what actually went down yeah uh you want you want bnn on this bnn to yeah. like do a report that's what the report will be on <laughs> yeah it's the collusion with the cops so that's only so they have to they have to borrow scuba diving gear from actual factual which is like now they've gotten like the head of the bersonia museum involved right because uh, he teaches them how to like sabotage a rudder right but that's not the only thing that's about to happen on board no 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 because because this is a a book that's already convoluted enough guess who has to show up the bog brothers mm-hmm. everyone's favorite drug dealing backwoodsman Everybody's favorite third act addition to any story. Yep. When the when the Bog Brothers wander in and be like, "We're also here." Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing about the Bog Brothers is, and what I love about their addition to any story is, unlike any of the other villains in Bear Country, the Bog Brothers will kill you. They right. are they are incredibly violent. They will shoot you on like they've said it in the books. You don't want to go onto their land. They will shoot you on sight without even saying anything. Like they are well. The- they explicitly threatened to drown uh, Rip, uh, Ralph Ripoff, like yeah. that, like that. They're, so they, so they bust into the casino and say. So after all this thing of like the the machines are running like at like casino rates or whatever, like they're they're not rigged machines. It's it's all on the up and up as far as like casino machines go. Yeah, the Bog Brothers see this. It's like, hey, we've got an idea. Let's fix that. So they they go break into the boat, break into Ralph's office, and say, hey, we own this casino now. If you have a problem with that, we'll kill you. Yeah, and we're going to take the majority of the money. You get ten percent of all money that's made. How do you feel about that? Not really giving him an option. They basically like strong arm him into giving over the casino to them. Okay, so this is the moment where I'm like, a, you should have had security. <laughs> B, what's the Bog Brothers end game? Because there's like three or four of them. And are they just going to hold Ralph at gunpoint forever? Like eventually <laughs> he can like call the cops or to ask somebody for help. Well, he immediately like tries to tip somebody off. Like, yeah, like this is not this is not a great plan. The Bog Brothers yeah. are not long term thinkers. Yeah, no, no, I guess that's true. They are they are <laughs> backwoodsmen with no con- who have no contact with 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 society at all. Um, but that, but that, that's sort of what I'm saying is that like this idea of like Ralph like creating this gambling establishment, which is inevitably going to attract you know, he, Ralph is a swindler, but he he's not a murderer, right? You know, like 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 he he's somebody who always wants to get up on the other guy. He wants to get up on a sucker, but he's not going to resort to violence to do it. Yes, and that's not the only plot thread that suddenly shows up. Oh my God, Phil. I was so excited when there's this bit where there are people who are waiting to get on the boat and the boat gets hijacked by pirates. And I'm like, yes, book. I'm so with you. <laughs> we, we already had the Bog Brother drop. Let's have pirates show up now. So um, it's much less thing- exciting than that is, seems, but so, it's so an amazing Cubs, moment. The Cubs are sabotaging the rudder, which as they've said several times, is a life and like a life-threatening thing they're doing. This is incredibly dangerous. If the boat starts up while they're down there, they'll be like chopped to pieces by the like I assume like the propeller or whatever is down there. They're like, we have to get out of the way of the boat. Then the Bog Brothers attack, and then the pirates show up and mm-hmm. begin absolutely destroying the riverboat. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, so so the Bog Brothers show up. Yeah, and then yeah, they're they're messing up the rudder. And then yeah, the pirates get on this boat and they just start trashing the place. Yes. Uh throwing throwing uh uh, slot machines overboard, throwing roulette wheels overboard, basically Elliot messing the place up, except they're not, I mean, I guess they are basically Elliot messing the place up. They're smashing up a gambling operation, except they're not smashing up an illegal gambling operation. Right. They're, they're smashing up a legal business. Like, yes. <laughs> um, and then we, 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 we soon learn that these are the members of ARG dressed up yes. as pirates, just Boston tea partying up the casino. Uh, it's it's in, ugly. In their fancy it's, dress. It's really ugly. It's yeah. It's a wild. Again, this is this is what I'm saying. Like this is a book that our heroes engage in full scale vigilante justice. Of like, if if the if we can't legally take this thing down, we're just gonna physically rip it apart. We're gonna yes. break the rudder. We're gonna throw all these machines in the you know river. We're just gonna destroy all this evidence. Granted, them destroying everything is what ultimately saves Ralph from yes. really sketchy arrest, but it's still a <laughs> wild thing for them to do. It is. They are they are the the, the Cubs and Arg, which is like Mama Bear and Grizzly Gran and Scout right. Leader Jane. All the all wives, the wives of Bear Town. The Cubs and Arg are basically doing what in 99% of stories you would see the villains doing. You would see organized crime doing. You would see the like these are the people who normally the the young uh underdogs are trying to defeat <laughs> at the end of the right. story. These, yeah, I've I've been watching Cobra Kai recently and this is some real Cobra <laughs> Kai tactics. And you have this poor most of the time, Swindler, who's just like, my business, <laughs> my, my business, I've done nothing wrong. And he's in great distress. Yeah, like these three things all happen to him all at once. And yeah, his whole world just comes crashing down. Yeah. Uh, very um, quickly. Very quickly, because soon the uh, the boat does cross over the over the county line. Uh, police chief Bruno storms on board. And I had totally forgotten about this uh, on top of everything else. Uh, any money that spilled onto the decks of the boat gets confiscated by the cops. And I use right. quotation marks there uh, because they're like, Oh, we'll just take the, we'll just take this money that's spilled all over the place. Right. Money they're just that seizing evidence. Yeah. Yeah, they just they're just seizing all the money. Money that presumably belongs to the people in Beartown who've been losing all their money at the <laughs> right. casino. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even thought about that. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh but as you said, because the machines were smashed and tossed overboard, there's no evidence against Ralph having done anything wrong. Right. Uh yeah, so yeah, uh oh that's right. Yeah, because he doesn't have a license to carry coins as cargo. They have to confiscate all the money. But yeah, he, there's no, they don't have any, he, there's no evidence that he's running a gambling operation because it was all smashed. And so they can't arrest him for anything. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, the Bog brothers can be arrested because they had an outstanding warrant for moonshine. <laughs> yes. And weren't they like, they were in a room down in the, like they were doing something in the boat when all this went down. So they didn't escape. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah, they were on the boat. Like they, they did. Yeah. They didn't have anywhere to like get off to. So yeah, they find them there. Um, and, and are, are able to arrest them. 
Now, in my, uh, I've done a one-man show about the Berenstain Bears, and one of the things I, I like to mention is that Police Chief Bruno is the worst police chief <laughs> for many reasons. But one of them is that he never arrests people based always on his idea that it'll never hold up in court. <laughs> yes. No. That, yeah, that's like, so the kids basically say, well, we had, we did a crime. Mm-hmm. So you need to arrest us now. And he's like, eh, no, nah. <laughs> I'm he's not like, going to do that. He's like, well, you did your tampering on the other side of the river. I don't have any authority. And I doubt the National Forestry Department's going to bother itself with a minor local incident like this one. And I'm like, they sabotaged a riverboat. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of what. That's kind of what the National Forest Service would probably be very interested in is those, this <laughs> riverboat casino that got sabotaged by scuba divers. Like, I think they would be interested. They, <laughs> But Police Chief Bruno does that thing where he's like, ah, we'll just let it go. And I'm like, that's not the responsibility of the chief of police. That's like what a grand jury decides. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. If you, if you, especially if you have somebody admitting to like, we tampered with this rudder. We endangered the people who were on this boat. Like we, yeah. we, we, we did a bad thing mm-hmm. when you have like an active, like admission of guilt. Yeah. You're, it's not your determination of if they need to be arrested or not. It's your determination of like, okay, taking them at their word. And now yeah, some, the, you know, it's the law and order thing of like someone else will convict them if they need to. Yeah. But that's not my, that's ultimately not my concern. We've seen this corruption, though, uh, recently. I can't remember which book it was in. I think it was uh, Berenstain Bears and, oh, I don't remember which chapter book it was now. It was one of the sort of mid-level chapter books that aren't this series. They were a completely different chapter book series where Brother Bear gets arrested along with Tutal and the gang. Mm. And Police Chief Bruno lets Brother go and keeps mm. Tutal and the gang to well, take I mean, them he, to he, j- He's a bright young man with a great future, so you hate That's to see him go to jail. <laughs> pretty much what happens. Uh, the right. two tall in the gang go to juvie, and brothers let go with like a stern warning by Chief Bruno. And this is that played out in a grand scale because yes. the Cubs openly admit that they committed a crime, and Bruno's like, "Eh, who cares? You guys have saved my bacon on more than one occasion." Right. Um, and then I, I just want to make a quick notice. Mayor Honeypot shows back up in the plot after being the instigating scene to basically praise everybody for doing the right thing uh, and saying that they all deserve medals um, for ridding our town of the scourge of riverboat gambling. Yep. Uh, and basically just taking the moral high road once he has seen which way the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real scum. It's, it's Mayor Honeypot, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, and he does. And then the mayor does swoop in and say, uh, I'm going to make sure that all this money is redistributed to the families of yeah. the ripoff queen's many victims, which that's a big turnaround for like for local politics. Like, <laughs> right. you're, yeah. Re- literal redistribution of wealth. Your like. cas- riverboat casino, your local casino was put out of business, shut completely down, and the wealth redistributed like in about 15 minutes. So, yeah. And then he buys himself the next election. He says, "Don't forget me at election time." Uh, uh, and they, the the scouts, all look at each other and and wink. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> what they're what's in going on in their little kid minds. They're just like, "Yep, this yeah, all so, turned out well." So there's yeah, there's this weird like question of like was this honeypot's 
plan all along to like what did he did he see that like i know exactly how this is gonna go this very specific set of circumstances are gonna benefit me in the long run and he still got that bribe the the bribe for nothing he also got to pocket that so great day for honeypot and uh and then as always happens when when an amazing and incredible catastrophe occurs that barely rescues a half of the population of a of a of an area from the grip of a of a of a life altering addiction uh everything goes back to normal yes yeah uh Farmer Ben goes back to his fields. Squire and Lady Grizzly go back to their businesses and charity work. Papa Bear goes back to his carpentry. And Grizzly Gramps go back, goes back to model shipbuilding. And even Ralph goes back to his shell game and his small-time swindles. And the only thing that's left is, is the constant reminder from his parrot. Of both his, his, his moment of glory and his moment of defeat yeah. while he's reading his copy of Swindler's Digest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if, if nothing else... The, the one big change is that I assume Ralph is like, I'm never going to try to go honest again. Like that was right. <laughs> Not that was worth that. it. <laughs> yep. I, I step out of my lane for one minute and I get beaten down by the entire town once again. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's a wild story that um, doesn't really seem to have a core to it. <laughs> and And I can understand like, I can understand the town's pers- from the town's perspective why you wouldn't want Ralph to go good because as long as you have Ralph as your town criminal you don't have the Bog brothers as your town criminal sure sure you don't have any of the any of the like cuz we've seen some pretty tough customers from Big Bear City you don't have any of them coming in town you you have your established criminal element it's 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 Ralph Ravish Ralph ripoff and the two tall gang and it's the guy with as, the shell game, and yeah, yep. as long as that's that's the worst as it gets, that's a very comfortable uh, rural existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to keep you want to keep things at a pretty manageable level, so you keep your corrupt mayor because even though he's horrible, you know what he's going to do. Right. You make sure your billionaires stay billionaires doing their charity work. Your selectively uh, enforced lawmen mm-hmm. are still in power. Yeah, it's almost this like. It's almost this weird, almost Stepford-esque village of like <laughs> this like precariously balanced society where everyone has their role to play. I hadn't even thought about it this way, but it's almost as if like the riverboat gambling is almost like this like invasion of almost like urbane like mm-hmm. existence into until yet like once that's gone, everything goes back to the tranquility that was before. Yes. The status quo uh, is reestablished. I'm I'm constantly fascinated by how they always juxtapose their lives with the lives of people in Big Bear City, which is essentially Bear Country's New York. <clears throat> if you like look at the maps, <laughs> it's like it has like their Statue of Liberty. It has like it's it's essentially that it's Gotham City, I guess, or at the right. very least. It's, Metropolis. It's, it's the big city. Yeah. Uh, and they are safe in their little hamlet and. Any yeah, like when the when the wax museum tried to move in, when drugs came in, they came from Big Bear City. Uh, so yeah, like uh, I think you're right. Like the ripoff queen, the 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 River Queen represents uh, uh, this sort of not just corruption and like the bad element, but also like this level of progress that Bear Town isn't 
isn't familiar with pushing those borders a little bit like it's it's it, it it's borders something new something yeah it's like it's like it's like bear county is this like finely oiled machine and if one thing is set off it's like the whole thing disrupts yeah exactly uh, it, it turns it literally turns the town into criminals not the gamblers and not right. the criminal himself it turns your children and your wives that's into true vigilantes. it's a, it, and it's all it, right yeah those but also like it brings the Bog brothers out like it's the thing that yep. like bring brings these other elements out of out of the shadows and into like plain view yeah mm-hmm. no, that's really I, I never thought of it within that framework and I guess that's like, one of those like it's one of the things you don't think about when you're a kid and you read books like this, but any book where everything, any series where everything has to return to the status quo at the end because it's not an ongoing tale, it's it's a it's episodic, it's like a sitcom. Uh, that anything that always returns to the status quo is in it by its very nature going to be slightly conservative in its in its outlook, in its like social outlook, because it has to maintain the normalcy that we established at the beginning. Uh, and so you get things like, you've got to keep this element out. Right. And I think, I mean, I think right now, like in the midst of everything going on, like there's just been a lot of like conversations about like, how great is the status quo? And I yeah. think that like books like this don't really push against that, that boundary, mm-hmm. especially hard because, because that, that is sort of, it's, it's the, that that's you know that classic Shakespearean comedy thing of like he, the world is good something disrupts the good world the good world is put back into place like that's the structure of these kinds of stories yes um and and this is like that to a T um but like this one seems especially aggressive because it's like what is the ill like what like what is the like actual like the the degree that people have to go out of their way when someone does something that is not technically illegal but is disruptive to their harmony. Yeah. Uh, just un- unsettles the whole piece. Yeah, yeah. it's an odd book. It's an odd, it's an odd, I, odd book. I got to tell you, Phil, this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so final thoughts on the Berenstain Bear Scouts and the ripoff queen. Um, It's, uh, I... I can't wait for the Serifaldi brothers to make a uh, uh, an adaptation to for it, and for Adam Sandler to star as Ralph Ripoff. <laughs> I, I would think, pay money to see. That. <laughs> I think that would that would be a great uh, new direction for them. Uh, no, I, I it was a book I enjoyed far more. I will tell you when you first told me like Ripoff Queen, I was like, "Ooh, that sounds interesting." And then like like I was like, "Oh, it's a boat." I was like, "Meh," but it clearly like got us talking about things <laughs> yep. like. You know, like I said, I really like I like sort of stories about um, underbelly type things and like like disruptive forces in the world. Like I always think those kinds of stories are interesting. And I think that this one it's it's so funny to me because like I was reading it and like the beginning of it is this weird conversation between Ralph and the mayor. And then it go, it talks about the Cubs a lot. And then it talks about the parents a lot. And like it doesn't ever really like converge those two stories mm-hmm. into one until like the final climax but it's like all these things are like kind of existing in tandem with each other. It was interesting. I, I, yeah, A plus. Yeah. The great American novel. Now that I think about it, there was no reason for Brother Bear to, for them to establish that whole mayor for a day thing. Like that didn't no. come into play at all. <laughs> no, it's just the reason why they heard what happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and again, the back of the book says, don't touch that slot machine. Ralph Ripoff's at it again. 
This time, he's coming up with a plan to bring gambling to bear country. He's turned his houseboat into a moving casino. Can the Bear Scouts put a stop to Ralph's riverboat ripoff? And again, not a ripoff. Right. Not a ripoff. No scouting. They were the bad guys. <laughs> but it did have an amazing picture of Brother Bear with a cigar in his mouth. Yes, worth it for that alone. Uh, so, yeah, so the Berenstain Bear Scouts and the Ripoff Queen isn't available uh, new anymore. It's not even available digitally, which is, to me, just a shame. Uh, so if you pick up a copy, you got to buy it. You, you got to buy it used as of as of this recording. Um, but it's like you. I am a big fan of I'm a big fan of stories where you sort of see the seedy underbelly of of an otherwise like idyllic town. Like I like finding out that. I like any indication that bear country has a criminal element, has like a worrisome, like a worrisome group of, 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 of no good who are not just like playing a shell game, but are, are like life threatening people like living on the fringes. Um, I think politically it's weird. Like, obviously you've got to like, you're demonizing. I mean, with the Bog brothers, you're demonizing the poor. Like, that's just. That, those are the only like have nots you see in bear country and right <laughs> they are the villains who are making moonshine yeah uh, the other thing i really like uh that i think is interesting and i and i kind of talked about this with papa bear but it is is always interesting when when books like this and i think this appeals to kids but you like you see adults with foibles like there's this mm. thing of like you like how all these men just like the moment gambling is available like just throw it all away i think that there's something Interest like when you're talking about like this idyllic like idea of a community and so forth to like see this like yeah like not just the city underbelly of the community but like the city underbelly of like these individuals like yes I think that there's there's I, something I just wish it had been more that. evenly divided among the men and women of Bear. Oh yeah, I mean that's that that, that talk about a retrograde uh, political ideology of like yeah men ha have like no control over their vices and women are stalwart virtues at all circumstances. Until they dress uh, up like pirates and trash a legitimate business. Well, you got to do something at the end of the day. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jamie, where can our listeners find you? Uh, sure. So my writing, uh, you can primarily find on the website Synapse. That's C-I-N-A-P-S-E dot C-O. C-I-N-A-P-S-E dot C-O. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll find my stuff under there under the byline J Tyler because I'm bad at branding. <laughs> um, so uh, I will tell anything... you this, if you Google synapse, Jamie Tyler, you get a bunch of pictures of this really muscly guy. Really? I just, this really muscly guy came up. Oh I mean, yeah. Look at that. Look at that muscle um, guy. I don't know who this is. I don't, I don't want to look like that at all. Like <laughs> he's like, he's a beefy, beefy guy. He's, he's a, he's a big boy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who, who that is? Jamie Tyler is showing his newest aesthetic physique. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not me at all. No, so Jamie Tyler on, on Synapse. Um, nice. And what do you I write about? A, uh, movies. Primarily, I, like, I say primarily, like, exclusively for there. I write movie reviews. Um, I just wrote a bunch of reviews for uh, the New York Asian Film Festival. I'm going to mm -hmm. be writing, you know, we're coming up on October, so I'm probably going to be doing some spooky reviews. Yeah. Uh, coming up here. Yeah. So movie reviews, views, that kind of thing. Someday I might write about Ninja Turtles again. We'll see. Uh, so, Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show again. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a delight. This um, <laughs> book brought a lot out of me. <laughs> 
And uh, for everyone else, uh, you can find me at, well, where we are right now, uh, BerenstainBearCast.org. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BeStainBearCast. You can write to me at BerenstainBearCast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find me on Patreon.com forward slash Deep in Bear Country, where I do some bonus episodes each week. Uh, I'm currently covering the Berenstain Baby Bears books, which are uh, bad uh, board books, but they're cute, I guess, if you're one year old. So uh, that's that's what I've been up to recently. Uh, for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country.